What's poppin', peeps? Today, we're taking a deep dive into the life of one of the greatest women this world has ever seen, and that's Eleanor Roosevelt, who I think her greatness, her impact, her legacy, at least in my eyes, is a little underrated. I think a lot of people know that that she changed the world for the better, but I don't think she's talked about enough in the impact that she left, and ultimately she changed the way that, that first ladies are seen, and ultimately she played a key role in, I think, future successes for women, for their rights, for their ability to live as free people. I think she had that big of an impact, and I think it's underrated in my view. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into, I think, four key lessons we can learn from her, and we'll dive into a couple of stories that I sit that I think truly exemplify her greatness and the power that she had throughout the course of her life and the impact that she had on those around her. So with that said, let's dive into the greatness of Eleanor Roosevelt. So early on in Eleanor's life, she lost her mother. And I think for anyone who loses a parent, especially at a young age, at 8, 9, 10 years old, even later that than that into your teens, that can be really challenging, especially when you're that young. But for Eleanor Roosevelt, when she lost her mother, it was a turning point in her life. It was the first lesson that she really learned. And despite the grief, the sadness that losing her mother brought her, it taught her one key thing. And I'm going to quote Eleanor herself here. It says, it was the first and most important lesson she learned. No matter what happened to one in this world, one had to adjust to it. Eleanor realized that life went on. This is a harsh truth and reality about life that even though things will won't go our way shit will be thrown in our face and a lot of times things that we don't want to happen will happen that no matter what happens life goes on if you lost a loved one life goes on if you got fired life goes on didn't get the dream job life goes on business failed life goes on inherited a genetic disease life goes on struggling with money life goes on and that's what Eleanor realized early on in her life that no matter what happens you have to keep going you can take a moment to pause to mourn to cry to let it all out we're human we need those moments and Eleanor did that throughout her life she was not just stoic in nature she was not this person who was emotionless she showed emotion but once she gave herself that time she understand or understood that she had to keep going, and that's what you did. So understand in your life, when things don't go your way, when you're really struggling or life keeps throwing curveball after curveball, take a time to pause, reflect, mourn if you have to. But you have to accept those things and keep going because life goes on and so must you. Now once Eleanor started 
aging a little bit more. She started her political career. And one of her mottos for life was, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. And I've mentioned a lot on this podcast about the importance of having a model for life, something I like to call a philosophy for life. And people I've brought up are Marcus Aurelius, do the right thing, the rest does not matter. Or Pete Carroll, the legendary football coach, always compete. When you have a model for life, it guides how you live and what you do. And for Eleanor Roosevelt, it was you must do the thing you think you cannot do. And that's what guided how she lived. And that truly is why she became the first lady, or more importantly, she changed how the first lady was perceived. Because when she went into office as a first lady, their role was not as big as it is today. They were expected to stay at home, to tend to the president, and to kind of stay out of the news, to not attend social gatherings and and stuff like that. They were not supposed to do much. But that's not how Eleanor operated. When she went into the White House, she intended and she said that her goal was to solve problems. And that is what she did. She did the thing she thought she could not do. That was her model for life. And then she lived it. Many people thought she shouldn't have done that. Yet she did. And it was all because she had a simple motto, a philosophy, a meaning for her life. And so must you. You need to have something that guides your action. It can be a simple motto. Maybe it's values. Whatever it is, you need something that guides your actions. It simplifies decision making. It provides guidance and direction to how you live, to what you pursue, and who you're going to be. What's good, everyone? I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about two things. The first is our weekly greatness newsletter that's sent out every Saturday morning with some thoughts, some stories, some ideas, some lessons to help challenge you along your journey. So if you haven't signed up, if you're interested in that, you can check out the link in the show notes below. And the second thing is our Be a Philosopher course. If you loved the information, the stories, the ideas I'm putting out, you're going to love my BA Philosopher course, which is meant to challenge how you think, how you live, and how you act. You can get it for just $10, which dives into the lives of some of the greatest men this world has seen. And we learn the wisdom from the likes of Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Epictetus, Zeno, and so many great philosophers of the ancient times. So you can check that out as well in the show notes below. Now, we just mentioned Eleanor's life, not necessarily life, but but what she did was she changed the way the first lady was seen. She attacked social issues. She represented a minority group. She tried to give more rights to underserved communities like women, like blacks, people who weren't represented as well as they should have been. That was her goal, to help bring justice, to help social issues that were going on in this world. And she did a pretty damn good job of that, especially for being a woman at the time. 
But by doing that, she was taking a big risk, not just for herself, not just for her name, but for women across the globe, women within the United States. Because when Eleanor took her route of trying to change the perception of what a first lady should be, she understood she was representing more than just herself. And she said this specifically, I knew that if I failed to be a useful member, it would not be considered merely that I as an individual had failed, but that all women had failed. And there would be little chances for others to serve in the near future. If Eleanor went into office... And she was the first lady. And she did all these things that she did, but she was an utter failure. She was a disappointment. Then that would have put women back another hundred or so years. Maybe not that long. But it would not have been a good representation. It would have added to the status quo of, hey, this is why women don't have power. This is why we don't give women status or at least positions. So Eleanor understood that she was not just representing herself. She was representing all the women in the United States, but also around the world. And I think it shows an important lesson that you represent more than just yourself. You represent your family. You represent your name. You represent your heritage. You represent your company or your boss. You represent your team if you're an athlete and your coach. You represent your country. Your actions are a representation of not just you, but all those around you, all those people you are associated with. So when you choose to do a certain thing, understand the effect it could have not just on you, but more importantly on those around you because you represent more than just your life. You represent a lot of people's lives and you have a greater effect on other people than you realize. Now, Eleanor obviously changed the world. She changed how first ladies are seen. She gave women a lot of, I think, inspiration to go change the world. They saw Eleanor be the first lady that really had, I would say, status and power in this position to speak for other women, but also to speak for underserved communities. And I think it inspired a group of individuals, specifically women, to create their own path, to go their own way. And throughout her life, Eleanor accomplished a lot. And because she accomplished so much throughout her journey, when she got to the end of her life, she was able to say, or she asked this question. She said, what more do I have to live for? And I think this is the question we should all be able to ask at the end of our lives. When we're on our deathbed or we're getting older and ill, which is natural, when you're 70, 80, 90, if you're lucky 100 years old, the goal should be able to say, hey, what more do I have to live for? What more do I have to accomplish? What more do I have to strive for? Because if you can ask that question confidently, it means that in the moment-to-moment -moment days of your life, you put your best foot forward. You worked on projects that created an impact. You lived for something bigger than yourself. But a lot of times when we're on our deathbed, we have these regrets. We want more time. But I think if you get to the end of your life and you don't want more time, that's the ultimate goal. And I think you get to that point. 
you get to the point of not necessarily needing more time or wanting more time with family or wanting more time working on your passions, working on your obsessions, your love. You don't need more time when each day you get up and you put your best forward, your best foot forward. When you do that every day, you'll get to the end of life and you'll be able to accept death when it approaches and you'll be able to ask what more do I have to live for so that's all I wanted to touch on upon Eleanor there's a lot more about her life about her story but those are four key I think stories ideas lessons that I wanted to touch upon today to to tell you guys about and and Eleanor truly is the definition of greatness in my eyes someone who fought for what was right, who changed the perception, who inspired millions of women around the world to be better, to leave an impact, to to create their own path, to do what was different, to challenge the status quo. And I think one more thing to mention with Eleanor is there's a fee for greatness, and I've mentioned this throughout these past couple episodes, but when she was in office... She was called a lot of names. Thomas Edison's second wife told her that she would be of better use to just tend her husband's needs, the president's needs. And that's the fee of greatness. When you challenge the status quo, when you do what's different, what hasn't been seen before, there's going to be a lot of criticism. And that's why most people don't go down that route. They're not comfortable with the hate, with the criticism that they get from so many people. And that's something Eleanor had to deal with all throughout her life. But back to that that, that first lesson we touched upon, life goes on. Yes, someone calls you a rude name. Yes, someone said something hateful. Okay, accept it. And then move on because life goes on and so must you. And that's how Eleanor changed the world. She understood that whatever happened, whether it was death, whether it was hypocrisy, whether it was people trying to 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 call her out or, or say she wasn't doing the right things, she couldn't control that. She accepted it, and then she understood that life went on. So there was two takeaways from this episode that I want you to take away. It's these two. It's that one exactly. You have to understand life goes on. You have to accept what happens in life because most things are outside of our control. Accept stuff and move on. Life is hard. Life is challenging. Life is difficult. Shit is going to be thrown your way and more bad than good. Accept it, embrace it, love it, and then move on because life goes on and so must you. But the second key takeaway, and I've mentioned this throughout, is you need a model for life. You need to have a philosophy for life, something that guides how you live, guides how you act, guides what you say and what you do on a day-to-day basis. For Eleanor, it was, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. That's powerful, and that guided who she was and what she would become. And a a philosophy for life doesn't guarantee that you do the right thing all the time, but I think it it helps you do the right thing more often than not. And that's all we can ask for, progress over perfection. And that's what a philosophy, a motto for life does. So peeps, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Eleanor Roosevelt, one of the, the few people who I think I would love 
to meet if I really could. If there were five people in this world I could have dinner with, I think Eleanor Roosevelt would be on that list. So if you enjoyed today's episode, if you got any value from today's episode, please share this with someone else. Help get this message out. Help spread this story, spread this podcast to the world. I would really appreciate that. And if you haven't already, please give us a review down below and give us a rating as well. It really helps us get this message out to the world. So with that said, I appreciate the love and the support. If you want to stay connected with everything else, Chasing Greatness, our social media platforms, our website, our store, our blog, our newsletter, all that good stuff, you can check out all the links in the show notes below. I appreciate the love. I appreciate all the support. Keep being great. Keep putting a dent in this world. Keep chasing greatness. One.